0: Welcome to Treasure Time Podcast, which is all about growing up happy. You're here with podcast hosts Sophia Giblin and Nicole McDonnell, the founders of Treasure Time, and they're here to offer advice on building your children's resilience during difficult times make sure to tune in every tuesday and thursday for bite-sized playful tips and activities that can easily be implemented straight away to help support your family's mental and emotional health and well-being hey there it's sophia and hi it's nicole welcome
1: to the treasure time podcast growing up happy So today's podcast is all about our second principle of Treasure Time, which is accepting the child's feelings, all feelings, good and bad. Sometimes we get used to just accepting good feelings because that makes us feel good and the bad get a bit dismissed. So Nicole, how do you feel like you used to respond to your children's negative feelings?
0: Oh my I found it absolutely awful I hated it I hated it I just wanted to fix it I wanted to make the feelings go away as quickly as possible Um, and for everything to be okay again like I really really wasn't comfortable with it I didn't like it at all and I found myself jumping to the the catchphrase of oh it's okay Um, and I'd probably dismiss them and straight away just hoping they would go away so you know being really honest, I simply wasn't comfortable sitting with my boys' uncomfortable feelings. I just wanted to make them disappear because they made me feel things I just didn't want to feel. Sophia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I mean, how do you how do you suggest that parents can start to accept all of their child's feelings, the good and the difficult ones? Because it's it's really not easy to do. No, it's, yeah,
1: it's really not easy to do. So. It's really normal in any relationship, whether it's with our children or even with friends or with our partners or family, it's really hard not to jump to fixing the problems. We don't like seeing people in pain. It's a very normal human reaction to try yeah. and just fix it. So if somebody comes to you and they're feeling sad or they're feeling frustrated or they're feeling angry, they're generally feelings that we don't like feeling ourselves. So when we see other yeah. people going through them, we, we can, it makes us feel things that we don't want to feel. Um, so totally,
0: and when it's your own children, like it, you you just you just want it to be instantly better, don't you? Like you hate seeing them in that position. Yeah, and especially when
1: we we can see it quite objectively as as adults, we know that what they're going through is not really that. It's not like life changing a lot of the time. Sometimes it's just that they are they're feeling sad. Maybe they feel left out. Maybe they feel that something's unfair. But to them, it's very very real. So we have to appreciate and acknowledge that, that see it from their level and really yeah. understand how it is that they're feeling at that moment without dismissing it and just telling them that it's all going to be okay. So I think the, the first thing that we have to remind ourselves is that feelings of visitors, they come and go, children won't be feeling this way forever. It's a temporary thing. Just in the same way that we don't feel feelings forever. They come and they go and we have to accept that we live in shades of grey like that. It's not black and white. It's not all good and it's not all bad. They come and they go. We ride the waves of feelings. So that's something that we can also pass on to our children and remind them that feelings are visitors that they'll come and go. But we also have to acknowledge that when we, when we can just accept the feelings, they actually go away quicker. So when we try and dismiss them or squash them and say it's okay or brush them under the carpet, um, they actually remain a bit stuck in the body. When children can feel them and acknowledge them, those feelings actually move through much quicker and get dissipated and children actually get over it, whatever the, the situation is, much, much quicker when we want yeah. them to acknowledge their feelings.
0: I think it's that's really true Like for myself. Um, I found that dismissing... My negative feelings, I end up a, <laughs> a bit like a, a champagne or a prosecco bottle, where everything's just bubbling under the surface, and then the cork comes off, and it's this like massive explosion because I've not dealt with them as I've gone along, you know. And that's that's not that's just me personally. I know everyone deals with it differently, but.
1: Yeah, I think that's quite normal. We, we can get in the habit of squashing down our negative feelings because we don't want to feel them because we feel discomfort. And there's generally two things that we do. We, we either numb them out. Um, so we, we distract ourselves by di- doing something. Something that we all do, actually, is we go on our phones a lot. and We start to scroll. Sometimes you might notice that when you feel a dis- an uncomfortable feeling is that you start to numb out in some way. Or the other thing that we can do is that we can choose to acknowledge yeah. it and that we're feeling something that's not very nice and, and also acknowledge that it, it is a visitor and it will go, it will pass, but, and it will pass quicker if we just, if we can feel it and face it.
0: Mm, do you know, I haven't scrolled on my phone for so, so long. That's great. And and then this situation of lockdown comes in and I am, I'm doing it every evening. Yeah. I'm keeping myself awake doing it. Yeah, it's, it's, Normal. I'm doing
1: it as well. I'm finding myself, I have two screens on most of the time, (laughs) so I've got the TV and my phone. It's like double numbing out because what we're going through is really, really hard. So we're feeling difficult feelings and obviously add in your children's difficult feelings on on top of that. It's like an extra stress and pressure that we've all got. But something that we do in Treasure Time is that we teach about accepting all of the child's feelings, not just the good feelings, but the bad feelings, too. I'd love to hear from you, Nicole, if you've got any examples of where accepting the children's feelings has worked really well for you.
0: Yeah, there's loads, actually. Um, But I think the the biggest thing that I found as an example that worked really well from the Treasure Time course was the head, heart and hands skills which wasn't something that came naturally to me at all, Sophia. I had to work so, so hard at it. And I, I hope that our listeners uh, f- feel the same, that, they, that I'm not alone in this, but I had to stop myself from talking about what should or shouldn't be going on. So if, they, if the boys got like sad or angry or frustrated, you know, say somebody, I remember my, my heart broke, but Harrison's... Like close friends at school wouldn't let him play at break time and and it really got it really got to me because I was like oh it's okay and, and but I was automatically jumping to it's okay but it wasn't okay for Harrison he was genuinely hurt by this and um you know I'm saying oh there's lots of other people to play with etc but that wasn't what mattered to him he wanted to play with his little best friend and you know, but then on the other scale, there's of sort of finding love and friendship. There's just that frustration that he gets a lot if he doesn't get to go first. If we're all playing a game in the family, and it really, that's really annoying because he gets, he goes from like zero to hundred in terms of angry or frustrated because it's not fair. So there's there's so many examples that I'm, I I didn't realise how powerful it would be. Not to just paper over it with it's okay, but actually just trying to give them a big cuddle and being passively present, I found, like just sitting there. And what I realised in those situations and noticed basically was comforting them actually helped me keep my own feelings under control because what I would do would be try to say it's okay and I'd all my feelings of hurt and upset about you know the friend not playing with him it would just all spill out whereas being able to just kind of give him a hug and be quiet let him say what he had to say and listen to that and not tangle up the two feelings I I noticed that basically I was taking on the boy's feelings and, and my emotions were rising and I was actually making the situation worse rather than helping them through a tough moment if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so it becomes hard to distinguish what's yours and what's theirs. And it's very normal to get tied up in their feelings because we want to fix it for them.
0: Yes, that that is exactly it. Basically, now I think I'm much better at recognising in the heat of the moment what is their feelings and what's my feelings. And it helps me just kind of, I've learned with that kind of, you know, using that head, heart, hand skills that I can press that pause button, not get up in the chaos, you know, not get caught up in the chaos and then work through it, um, which has really, really helped. And, and it's just made me feel less, less responsible for their feelings ultimately.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. So it's that, um, that thing again of almost allowing the child to lead, coming on from our, our last podcast, you know, allowing the child to be responsible for their feelings and not having to make them go away. Like it's not our job to make them go away. But it is our job to remind them that their feelings are just visitors and that they'll come and go. But we don't have to do that with words. And that's the other thing that I think parents need to know, or that anyone that works with children needs to know, is that we can over-talk to children in times like this.
0: Yeah, totally, totally. It's just so hard not to just want to make them feel better. So you try to, you know, for words, just spill out certainly for me sometimes talk too much don't listen enough so for me and our listeners what what does actually accepting our children's feelings look like in practice?
1: I think the first thing that we have to be aware of is is about how much we're talking first of all so if your child comes to you and is feeling angry sad or frustrated we, we have to be very mindful of being overly positive and just dismissing the feelings. So it can be really tempting just to say, it will be okay, or there's plenty of other children to play with, or next time you'll get to go first. What you're actually doing is just dismissing the real feelings that they have there and then. So that's the first thing to be, to be mindful of. Um, and the second thing is that there's a really great saying that is when I'm drowning, don't try and teach me how to swim. Because in that moment when a child is drowning in their feelings, it's not the time to teach them a lesson. It's not a time to say, well, I told you not to do that. Or, well, next time you'll have to do it differently. Because all of those things, it is us trying to fix it. But actually to the children, it, it looks like us dismissing their feelings and their feelings are very real. You can't argue against their feelings. You can't say to somebody, um, well, you could, if you said to somebody, I feel really sad because I feel rejected. And then your friend said to you, well, let's look at the facts and the evidence that says that you're not rejected. It's not really going to make you feel very heard. And even though that person's intentions are good to help you to see things clearly and objectively, it doesn't change the way that you feel. It actually just puts a a bit of a barrier between you and that other person uh, because it makes you think they don't really understand me. So our, our aim in accepting the child's feelings is just literally that is to accept them as they are, not try and change them. But what also we can do alongside the child is to help them to co-regulate their feelings. So if they're feeling very sad or very upset or very angry or frustrated and they're crying, what we try and suggest that parents do is come alongside the child and not really use that many words. So there are two ways that you can kind of deal with accepting the child's feelings. There's verbal, which is just to acknowledge and accept and say, yeah, I would feel like that too. Or I can understand why you feel sad and frustrated. Um, that it's totally acceptable to say all of those things to your children. It's totally acceptable to agree with their feelings because their feelings are real. You can't argue against them. And I think sometimes we worry that when we accept the feelings, we're saying it's OK to behave in certain ways or it's OK to have those feelings. But actually, that's not the case. When we when we're acknowledging and accepting the feelings, we're saying to the children that that it's OK that they feel real right now. Um, but that won't last forever. And as I said, feelings are visitors, they come and go. And when you can ex- help the child to accept and acknowledge the feelings, they actually move through much, much quicker rather than becoming stuck, which is what we talked about before. So that's the verbal side of acknowledging feelings. But then on the nonverbal side, if you're not sure what to say and you think that actually saying something is going to make things worse, the best thing that you can do is either is use something nonverbal like a hug or touch or facial expression If that's appropriate in that moment, and obviously you need to read the child in that moment, if the child is very angry and lashing out and frustrated, maybe the best thing that you can do is just give them space, but stay nearby so that when they are calm and ready, they can come and be alongside you. And in that moment, you can give them a hug or you can give them a touch or you can say to them, it's okay to feel frustrated. And that's as simple as it is, but it's not It's so simple, but it's so hard to do that
0: sometimes, actually, because you're your own emotions can get tangled up in it and that's what we were saying earlier it's um it takes practice it's really really great advice and i've just loved hearing all that again because you don't learn it it's a one-off don't you know it doesn't work like that it takes so much
1: practice yeah it really does and it's important also to acknowledge that our automatic parenting blueprint comes from our parents and it comes from the way that we're raised so if we find ourselves acting in ways that we, that we don't like maybe or that we wouldn't choose to do, it's important to acknowledge that we're probably just parenting in the way that we were parented ourselves or on the other extreme, the complete opposite. You know, sometimes people go so far away from the way that we're parented um, that, that, that there isn't really like a good balance of, of in between. So the, the only way that you can get better at this is to acknowledge and recognize your own behaviors and your own triggers and your own feelings and once we're aware of those, it becomes much easier for us to recognize what's ours and what's our children's. And when we have separation, it is easier to accept the, the negative feelings. And something that we can get stuck into is only acknowledging children's good feelings and happy feelings, because when kids come to us with those, we love them. <laughs> what, what <are> That's <laughs> so <Yeah>. true. <laughs> we're like, yay, you're happy. That's brilliant. We, we want to see more of that. And so sometimes we might even say things that are kind of unhelpful, like, Oh, I love it when you're happy because all that what that does actually gives the child a message that it's only okay to be happy and then they might start to squash those feelings down even further which can cause lots of problems later on in life. We want to be able to accept and acknowledge all of the feelings that we have all of the time and ride them like waves acknowledging that none of them are permanent they will come and they will go.
0: And I think it's, it's okay not to get this right straight away just you know practicing it giving it a go it's it's so what I've loved about trying all these tips out is it so great to see that really small changes can make big differences quickly in the relationship yeah absolutely
1: so, yeah it is the smallest things that we can do it's like subtle subtle shift over time and it becomes second nature doesn't it
0: yeah totally and it's life just feels better and easier for, as a result you know because you've got this this flow and understanding that you get each other yeah, definitely. And I've also started to share things like when I've been, you know, accepting Callum's feelings or Harrison's feelings that are really tricky. The bit that I didn't expect to happen in this process was recognizing and accepting my own feelings and sitting with them. So it's this, it there's a double layer really going on in this sandwich. And I know we're not here to talk about, you know, my feelings or parents' feelings in general. This is about our children, but they are they are related and it's it's quite good to just pause and i started a little journal at the side to to kind of just note down after each of my treasure time sessions and it was really useful because i started to notice my feelings more and how i reacted to things and was triggered more so it was, it, i think it's um trying to just be a bit playful and curious about all of this was i've, I've really enjoyed it it's been so helpful That's great to hear. And it is, as you said, like it is ongoing
1: work. All of this stuff is ongoing work and it's awareness and it's not, it's learning that we will always be engaged with all the time. You don't just learn it once and then it's set. You have to practice it too. Um, But hopefully everybody who's listening can try this one out and just try and feel more comfortable with accepting the feelings and not trying to change them. So just give it a go and see how it is and just keep practicing keep practicing you might find that actually your children start to move through feelings a little bit quicker and maybe they come to you a bit more often and talk about how they feel and this can actually help to develop their emotional literacy as well so it's a really really important one but it does take work if you're looking for a playful activity that you can do with your children which is all around accepting the child's feelings I would really recommend that this week you take some time to watch the Pixar film Inside Out with your children. Even if you've already seen it, which you probably have because it's about five years old now, I just highly recommend that you go back after listening to this podcast and after learning some of the principles that we've been talking about here and watch the film with fresh eyes because you're likely to see some different layers in the film that maybe you hadn't seen before. And if you haven't seen Inside Out, it's about a little girl called Riley and the five basic emotions that live inside her brain. So there's joy, sadness, anger, fear, and disgust. And it's a story about how they all play an important part in her experience. Now there's a really amazing scene in the film that I just recommend that you, you pay particular attention to, or you can even go to YouTube and find it if you type in sadness comforts bing bong. And in this scene, Bing Bong, who's one of the characters, is really upset because he's lost his rocket. And in his sadness, Joy, one of the characters who is joyful, um, is trying to distract him and going, oh, don't worry about it, let's go and look over here. How about you show me the train and you can point out which one? And da-da-da-da-da, you know, she's giving him all the distractions. But he's feeling really sad, so he doesn't want to be distracted in that moment. And what happens is that Sadness, who's the character that obviously is the emotion of sadness in Riley. And sadness goes over to Bing Bong and says, I'm sorry that you lost your rocket. And Joy's going, sadness, stop making him feel worse. But sadness is like, oh, well, he feels sad. And Bing Bong starts to talk to sadness and she just empathises with him. She says, I'm sorry that you lost your rocket. And that sounds really sad. And what happens is Joy is really exasperated and she thinks, how can sadness be doing this? It's making him feel much worse. And actually what happens is Bing Bong has a big cry and he gives sadness a hug and then he starts to move through the feelings much quicker than he would if he'd just been distracted the whole time by Joy. And it's a really good demonstration of how we can use these skills to help accept our children's feelings when they're feeling sad. So I really recommend that you go and watch that and study that little clip particularly. But then Joy afterwards says to Sadness, how did you do that? And Sadness says, well, he was sad, so I just listened to him. And I think if we can take anything away from this film, it's that part. It's really important that we just acknowledge the feelings and stop trying to rescue and distract and paper over the cracks with joy and happiness and positivity because sometimes it's much more important that we actually just allow the children to feel the feelings. So there's your playful homework for this week is to go and watch Inside Out with your children. You have full permission to go and watch a fun kids film for this one so thank you so much for joining us for this episode next time we're going to be looking at the third principle of treasure time which is is quite related to this actually which is about reflecting back your child's feelings so how you can actually do that and obviously there's more of this good stuff in the treasure time online course which can be found on our website
0: So we really hope you've enjoyed this podcast and we'd love if you could post a picture of your playtime this week and tag us in at Treasure Time UK and don't forget to add hashtag Treasure Time and you'll be entered into draw to win the Treasure Time course and a year's worth of membership to our exclusive Facebook community where you can access lots of advice and weekly live Q&As with Sophia. Thanks
1: so much for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.
0: Bye. Bye. This episode was produced by a podcast company. If you're thinking about making a podcast and changing lives, just like the show you just heard, then make sure to drop me an email, jason at a podcast And let's see if we can help you like we've helped treasure time.